0: ...comfortable with the dolled-up babe look she and Angie were using to represent the bakery. But given that the magazine had a national subscription base of several hundred thousand, she was determined to do whatever it took to get in print. The coverage would go a long way towards making Fairy Tale cupcakes the place to buy cupcakes in the Valley of the Sun. Chad's camera clicked repeatedly as he moved, stepping closer and then backing away, Dropping to one knee and then climbing onto a chair, all to get the shots he wanted. Mel smiled until her face hurt and her eyes began to cross. Angie was making small whimpering noises in the back of her throat as Chad paused in front of them. Snap, snap, snap. No, Amy said, peering over his shoulder to study them. I'm still not feeling it. Chad. Let's discuss. Maybe it's the lighting. Relax, ladies, but don't move too far, Chad said as he went to confer with Amy. Every girl on every page of quality has grace, elegance, and pizzazz. Now, what's wrong with bringing out a girl who has character, spirit, and intelligence? Angie muttered to Mel. Classic movie buffs. They had played this game with their friend Tate Harper since they were kids. Mel was about to identify the movie when a voice from nearby said, That certainly would be novel in a fashion magazine. Mel and Angie both turned to look at the man who had spoken. Funny face with Audrey Hepburn and Fred Astaire, he said. Good one. Looks like we found a new member of our tribe, Mel said. She held out her hand to him. Melanie Cooper. Angie DeLora. Angie said as she did the same. The tall, red haired man smiled as he shook each of their hands. He was dressed all in black and had the chiseled good looks of a male model. Mel noticed that his hand was soft to the touch and his fingernails were neatly trimmed and buffed. She sighed. She couldn't remember the last time she'd had a professional manicure. Justin Freehold, he said, creative director for SWS. Is it just me, Justin? Angie asked. Or do there seem to be an awful lot of chefs in this photo shoot kitchen? Nice mixed metaphor, Mel said. But she's right. Who are all of these people? Justin scanned the crowd. Good question, he said. Pretty much anyone with their name on the masthead of the magazine is here, and that's why. He jerked his head in the direction of a man standing apart. He was tall and fit but looked to be somewhere in his fifties, as his dark hair was giving way to silver. He had laugh lines that creased the corners of his eyes, but he also sported a hard jaw that made Mel think he was accustomed to making tough decisions. That would be our new leader, Ian Hannigan, Justin said. He just bought the magazine and saved it from an untimely death. Everyone is determined to shine under his ever-watchful gaze so that's why this went from a say cheese to a strike a pose layout? Angie said. I suppose in the end it will be better for the bakery. But when we get done, I may just shave my head. Honestly, feel this. She raised her right hand and patted her head. It didn't move. Curious, Mel touched the loaf of hair on Angie's head. Yep, it was as crusty on the outside as a baguette. Wow, she said more like ow, Angie retorted. Justin squinted into the crowd. I know most everyone here except for her. Does she work for you? Mel followed the line of his gaze. Striding through the crowd with her stocky frame wedged into a polka dot blouse and a black poodle skirt with a pink poodle on it and wearing black and white saddle shoes was Olivia Puckett. She was also hoisting a tray of brightly colored cupcakes over her head. Please tell me I'm hallucinating, Angie said. Okay, but you have to do the same for me, Mel said. Olivia owned the rival bakery confections, and for reasons unknown to Mel, she had developed a pathological competitiveness with Mel and Angie. It seemed if there was baking attention to be had, Olivia wanted all of it. Oh, yoo